It is November 25th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary to talk about the post-Survivor Series, Monday Night Raw. And in the spirit of Raw, why don't we have a town hall tonight? A town hall of the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. You know, so we can just discuss things, air our grievances. Uh, Raj can go on a rant about how we're all disappointing him. And let's just follow Seth Rollins' cue. I mean, you guys in? It worked so well on Raw tonight. I thought it was great. Um, I mean, I thought, you know, Seth Rollins being a heel, this is where he needs to be. The fans have been booing him. It just gave him that insincere, uh, cocky, you know, just prick. This was Twitter Seth out there. And I, th- I thought that was great. I mean, you know, this is this fits him right now. Him being a baby face wasn't working. So, yeah. I mean, this was clearly, you know, tonight oh. was clearly the start of a heel turn. And, it fits him. It does fit him. And cool, I, stupid little thing to say, but I like this gear tonight. <laughs> hey. I did. Yeah. And, it's you know, good. it looks like they're aligning him with AOP. I feel like they need another person in that group. Just Seth and AOP doesn't. Uh, Dude, that's like, crazy, though. Would you ever predicted that? No, not at all. But um, creative. Yeah, that, this was the exact same way, and we'll get to it, that they started DX with uh, Sean, uh, Triple H in China, where Triple H in China came down, beat up on uh, Sean's opponent, and Sean was confused, and, you know, it ended up starting DX. So it's Obviously, I doubt this is going to be like DX. Even when they randomly threw uh, Billy Gunn and Road Dog in there with them. Yeah, that was that when it was Triple H, X-Pac, and, yeah, Billy Gunn and Road Dog. When they throw, yeah, there, there was just a tag team though that they threw in there. Yeah, you know they didn't have much for it at the moment, but knew they were good. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is only going to help AOP. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, I have mixed feelings about this, but we'll discuss. Um, we opened with the town hall. People chanting for CM Punk and Rollins admitting, "Hey, I was trying to get him here, but he wants to sit behind a desk in Los Angeles." Is it almost worse now, Matt, that they're acknowledging it and being like, he he's like, we can't get him? I think what's worse is when the advertisement for Backstage Hunter appearing on Backstage on FS1, oh, that yeah. Sam Punk was not in that ad because I'm going to take a stab at it and guess that Punk has something in his contract that he can't be advertised or something lame like that with anything with WWE because this has nothing to do with WWE and back. It's only because it's Fox. And it's a one. I'm like a rod and Troy Aikman. And I'm an analyst for just Fox. It has nothing to do with WWE whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, this kind of seems to me like, remember for a long time when the rock was gone and Cena was, you know, kind of talking smack about rock and media appearances and stuff, trying to just goad him out of retirement. Yes. And, you know, WWE was kind of pushing him to do that. And it ended up working and ended up leading. If, to. If this was similar where, where social media was as rampant as it is now versus back then, do you know what I mean? Um, I could see Cena doing this, but Cena wasn't like begging for him the way like yeah. Rollins kind of looked like he was thirsty. Yeah. You know, at starting, but tonight's hit the way he addressed the fans was perfect, I thought. Yeah. That was a perfect reply. It's kind yeah. of building to a match that it's not in your pocket right now. <laughs> you know, so you know, fans are going to be disappointed with what they end up with unless they can work out something with Punk, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. It's a tough call because you're you're taught not to ignore the fans. 
mm-hmm. you know? And WWE is also notoriously known for, hey, ignore them when they say those chants. Right. Ignore the what chants, yeah, you know? I mean, I mean, they've been ignoring the CM Punk chants for, what, five years? And all of a sudden, they're addressing them, so. They're back. Yeah. And they're back and loud. <laughs> so Rollins called out Randy Orton, called out Charlotte Flair, even called out the authors of Pain. Um, did not give props to the Viking Raiders who picked up the single win at Survivor Series last night. So it defeats the moment what he's there to I talk know. about. Yeah, he's being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be, you know, partially gracious. Give a high five, give him a trophy. What's he going to do? I don't know. I remember when my coach was trying to shame every team I was on. They made it a point to say, uh, now, Rubenstein, you did a fantastic job, but the rest of you suck. You know, always took the time to praise my performance when putting down my peers, and I appreciated that. I totally don't believe that for one second. It absolutely <laughs> happened. Talk to people I played soccer with. I was a hell of a halfback. It happened to me on Math Counts, my Math Counts team. I was the one that, you know, kicked <laughs> the ass. But, you know, Seth Rollins, I like it, you know, and out there, like, he felt like he was the only one that did well, even though he got pinned, you know, ah. you know even though he lost to fall. And, uh... <laughs> um. I don't know, man. It's like to open with this and I'm all for AOP. I mean, I like people walking off. I like that kind of schism forming with the raw roster. I think there's some good potential there. You know, maybe uh, they see how well it worked with uh, Survivor Series and the the three brand build. Maybe there's a schism in raw. This gives us a nice inner brand conflict going forward. If there's schism. Schism? schism. Yeah, schism. I don't think it's that complicated. It was just uh, Seth Rollins, <laughs> you know. That's it, it's. I mean, that's really what it is. It's just Rollins, and you know, they're programming him with KO. I don't know if KO is going to get a couple guys to help him with AOP, but um, yeah, this was a this was a heel turn. I thought Seth was Seth was Seth was great tonight. Is there any way to implement NXT in this? <sighs> I didn't show up tonight. In a way, I, I hope not. Really. Yeah, I feel like they should keep them separate now. I feel like NXT, let it be its own thing. Let Raw be its own thing. SmackDown be its own thing. Because when it when it bleeds, you know, together, it just becomes a mess. I don't like the three separate brands because they're not three. Only NXT feels by itself to me as a real brand, its own thing. Like these people, SmackDown are the same, and they're brand new now because of the draft, right? So like, yeah, yeah. But this was a hot four days, and they ended with the crowd yelling bullshit and booing. Like, <laughs> I mean, these were really hot four days. Then the night after Mania, you know, I mean, you want people to be gasping. You want people to be shocked. But when you've Definitely. got a four-night stand in Chicago, a great wrestling crowd, to have people, you know, indifferent at best and angry at worst, that seems like a bad note to end on. It's it's kind of crazy that you know in four nights the only time the crowd was dead was for the Becky match last night against Shayna Baszler and uh, and Bailey. That was the that was the only match I felt like that was really slow and and, and dead. And, and, and I went back to watch rewatch that to figure out to try to figure out why other than the obvious them being tired, right? The other thing I noticed was Bailey took a large part of chunk of that match and it was slow and boring. Um, and they don't know what to make of Bay ba- Bailey just yet. It, you know what I mean? I, I don't think that helped. Yeah, and I think it felt like the crowd was dead as soon as the match started. So it wasn't like yes. they could just never get him back. It, they were just. And tired. if you notice, Adam Cole and his opponent, what's his name? 
bruiserweight. Uh, yeah, Pete they were they were very cold and dead for that match, and they came alive because of the work the two guys went out and put out there, and they brought them back. I was really impressed by that. Yeah, AJ and Roderick Strong and Nakamura they were pretty quiet for that match too, and, and ended up coming coming back. back. Yeah, we went from this into a clip earlier today of Rusev being served with a restraining order, being served with papers. I need then, to get punched in the face. Uh, Wait, did we say how Kevin Owens was the only one that didn't oh, go that's back? Right. And, <laughs> yes, that's Owens an uh, called him out and set up the main event later in the night. Yeah. And hit him with a kick to the gut and a stunner. Yep. Just good. I mean, so Owens ain't going to NXT. Man, this is, okay, this is the problem. This is the oh, entire yeah. problem in a nutshell. As fans, you know, you know, Raj, we've heard this. The WWE says, oh, storytelling and the details are important. The fans fill in the stories themselves. They come up with their own ideas to make sense of what we're doing. Who says that? It, this is, I've seen this repeated as a conventional wisdom about WWE in regards to story. They actually say this publicly? Oh, no, they don't say it. Fans say it. Oh, yeah, okay. it's, it's sort of a, a thought. But so, at the same time, fans also fantasy book and project ideas. We do it on this very podcast. <laughs> and then when it doesn't happen, and what happens isn't as good, the fans are pissed that no. their ideas. Yes. And this is why you pay people in a creative team to be creative and book angles and storylines. And yes, leave some of the imagination to us at times, but not to produce an entire angle that we have to follow in our heads and on their social media platforms. And you got to make it obvious. That's, that's what makes wrestling so great. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I mean, the storytelling's obviously been a, a big problem with WWE for a while now. I mean, we're, we're constantly filling in the gaps. Where we're like, well, it must be because of this. You know, this happened because of this. Maybe yep. they'll explain it. They never do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, this Seth Rollins heel turn, he's been kind of swarmy for a while. Yes. It's not like I, I don't think this was a long plan. I think that his character just hasn't been working, so they turned him. And, uh, and it worked. Yeah, that's worked. that's what you should do. They didn't do it with Roman forever. Uh, with Seth, they took no time. Good. Well, he was a heel before, though, so this isn't like they're breaking new ground. Well, it's been years. No, but they argue we know more than the Vince said it to me with my stuttering character. Don't worry about the fans. I'll tell them. He, like, he, he literally said that to me when I said, Mr. Man, just six months ago I was on TV and I wasn't stuttering. Aren't we worried they're going to be like, what the freak? You know, what the hell? Yeah. You know, let me worry about the fans. I tell them what to think. Yeah, and, I mean, and and Roman was a heel as well. You know, he's he's so, done it too. So so he fights it tooth and nail, jamming that square into the circular hole. Okay, that he's right and they're wrong when they were booing Roman and not to turn him. So it's not new ground for him to not listen to the fans here. So I was happy that they you know moved. They did listen to the fans with Seth here. Yeah. Unless they have a huge plan for Brock for the Universal title at WrestleMania, it, this would be so much bigger if Seth had the title. You know? Absolutely. And maybe they rethink. Maybe that's what they do. I don't think this was drawn out. This is them reacting to freaking Seth on Instagram. I'm sorry, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And just having so much heat. Yeah. Uh, so the one story, though, that they are sparing us no detail of is this Bobby Lashley long YouTube <laughs> story. <laughs> Vince is yeah. so engaged in this. He is. He loves it. It it worked tonight, right? The fans were into it. They were into. Well, we'll go ahead and explain what happened. Yeah. Okay, so Rusev served with papers earlier in the day. Uh, restraining order. 
Bobby Lashley comes out for a match versus Titus O'Neil. Good to see Titus on TV. Uh, Rusev doesn't care. The, the law is not going to stop him. He comes in, attacks Bobby Lashley from behind. They start brawling. Lana's screaming. Uh, fans are chanting Rusev Day. Uh, and the, the police, or people in police costumes, uh, took Rusev out kicking and screaming, handcuffed, uh, while he was then smiling to the crowd. And uh, yeah, I think this is what Vince McMahon lives for. So they're at the top of the ramp at the end of this segment, and Bobby's standing near the edge of the stage while he's handcuffed. Uh, Rusev run, runs and tackles Lashley off the stage, then kicks one of the posts, one of the huge Titantron gimmick posts on top of Bobby. This part was, you could see Bobby bump on a pad. You, you couldn't miss it, um, unfortunately. But this was decent for this angle that we all hate and just want to fast forward through already. Um, you know what though? The, the part that was kind of crazy though, go back and watch this fans. Um, watch the punches Rusev was throwing on Bobby. He was lumping him up with stiff potato. Like go back and watch. Those were some serious taters he was throwing. Yeah. I mean, I feel, sorry, go ahead. In the ring at the time when he first jumped Bobby, go back and watch him. I watched him in slow-mo. He was tagging his ass. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. I mean, Rusev was on fire here. The crowd was super into him. You know, I thought they might have lost the fans that week. They did the the pregnancy bit, uh, you know, to where you, they just don't want it so bad that they're not gonna they're not gonna react anymore. But this segment, it, I mean, I gotta say, it it was hot. I don't know if it's just the Chicago crowd, but actually, I'll, I'll say this: the segment itself was good. Um, the storyline has not been. Uh, it's been. You know, super corny from from the start. Now, if they're if they had tweaked it some, I think it'd be a lot better. It showed but... him on fire and pissed off like all of yeah. us at home watching what we would want to do in that moment. Right? Yeah. This happened to us, and that's why people liked it because Rusev finally uh, got got to have his uh, his turn. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he finally got a little bit of action, and this is supposed to look like a chump yes. week in and week out. Yeah, it's one of those things. I think this storyline might be working at this point. You know, I think, you know, we'll see when Lashley and and, uh, and Rusev square off. What's the December pay-per-view? It's TLC uh, that's coming up in a few. Um, I mean, if the fans are hot for that match, then this whole thing worked. It's been it's been drawing ratings. It's, you know, YouTube views. Uh, the, the segments have been going up on the quarters that they've had, Lana and Lashley. So it's it's kind of been working. And it shows you, you know, telling stories. Ultimately, even if it's bad, sometimes uh, you know fans you will get into it. With Roman, watch. you have to stay and watch. You feel you can't you can't leave the room. Yeah, I mean, with the the Roman car, I mean, they botched that that angle bad, but people were you know genuinely curious about who was it was going to end up being revealed. Obviously, it ended up being Rowan, who's now got some weird pet, but you know, which so that did nobody any good. But um, if you tell stories and you you try to get people invested, they'll care, but you, they just keep losing them on them. Mm-hmm. Let's take a moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is SeatGeek. Do you ever feel like ticketing websites make getting to the event difficult on purpose? They want you to prove what a fan you are, how committed you are, how bad you want to go to that wrestling event, how bad you want to go to that concert, that comedy, whatever you want to see. It's so difficult sometimes. There's tons of different sites. No one cares about the customer experience. It's annoying. They don't have the events you want. You're trying to figure out where the seats are. It's the status quo, and it's awful. 
But here's the good news. SeatGeek is now proving there's a better way. With millions of live event tickets and a price match guarantee, you could search sports, wrestling, live music, comedy, the theater, and more. SeatGeek has the tickets you're looking for all in one place. And in an industry that tends to stagnate, SeatGeek has decided to stand out from the crowd. They've built the fastest way to find tickets so you can stop searching for that perfect seat and start enjoying it. Start making your plans, buying your tickets getting ready for a night out, going to the show. It's so nice when you put that stress behind you of not thinking, when am I going to buy tickets? They don't have this. Maybe I'll wait till later. Better ones will become available. No, SeatGeek has exactly what you want. You can get it done. And why are they better than the rest? Well, a quick look at the App Store shows over 50,000 five-star reviews, which proves their customer satisfaction. And they're better because it's a better process. SeatGeek pulls together millions of tickets from all over the web. Then they rate each deal on a scale of one to 10, and they show them to you on an interactive seat map where they break down the details. Green dots mean good deals. Red dots are overpriced. You know, growing up in the 80s, when you want to go to a concert, when you want to go to an event, you want to go to sports, you always hear about how do you get the best seats? People go, how did you get that? How did you get that? And someone will say, I know a guy. I know some people. Well, with SeatGeek, it's like knowing a guy. It's like knowing the person that's going to break this down for you, break down the deals, and get you in with a guarantee so you can shop for tickets with confidence that you're going you're gonna to get into the event. You're going to be happy with your purchase when uh, you look there and you go based on their deal ratings. It's really fantastic. I have the SeatGeek app on my phone. It's by far the fastest and easiest way to find tickets. I just used it. I'm going to New York later this week. We are going to wall-to-wall -wall Broadway shows. SeatGeek got us into Freestyle Love Supreme. We're going to see Jagged Little Pill. Uh, we're going to see Sing Street. It's going to be great. A lot of people have been messaging us saying they're using SeatGeek for AEW tickets. Uh, there are people already looking at it for WrestleMania. I know Raj, we're going to do that live event in April for Mania, the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And when I go to Mania, I've made the mistake in years past of saying, well, I'm going to wake up at this hour in the morning, try and get my Mania tickets, try and get my takeover tickets. No, SeatGeek, it's where it's at. Everybody that we hear from says they use this app and love it. I use this app and love it. Raj, you've used it. You've gone to a lot of events with SeatGeek. And it just makes it so, so simple. It gets rid of the headache. It makes it fun again. It's really quite something. What have you gone to lately, Rosh? I've, I've been to you know, Broncos games a few this season, which <laughs> uh, the less said about the Broncos, the better. But uh, you well, know, John Stewart, Dave Chappelle this can't year. can guarantee that. Right, yeah. I'll, I'll just show you this right here. If you can see it, if it shows on the screen. But this is, okay, never mind. Yeah. Uh, but this is WWE TLC. If you look it up, it'll show you uh, at the top. It'll show you the amazing deals that, you know, as far as the different tickets. It shows you the good deals. It shows you the moderate deals. It'll tell you flat out which deals are great, which are amazing, and which aren't so great. Uh, this one's an okay deal. And it'll give you the pricing. So, I mean, it breaks it all down for you. And, and it you know, every time I have picked a good deal, a great deal, it always has been. So, um, it, it's really an amazing uh, app for, for getting tickets. It's just so much easier. Uh, before SeatGeek, I used to have to Google the venue and become an expert right. on, well, do they seat the numbers left to right or right to left? And how is this? SeatGeek makes it so simple. And we have an excellent deal for our audience. You're going to get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do is use our promo code. Download the SeatGeek app today. Use the promo code INC for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. That's promo code INC for $10 off your first purchase. And we thank SeatGeek for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Back to the show, the authors of Pain versus Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. Matt? Yeah, thank Kurt Hawkins and, and uh, Broski. We're going to win. 
I, I need them to be well to keep doing uh, the major uh, action figure wrestling podcast. You know, I'm, I'm glad that they're uh, in one piece after this. It was this WrestleMania where they were the tag team champions, right? Where they won the titles. Yes. And they were out here, no music uh, when they were they came to the ring. And no, you know, Nick, uh, our managing editor, is at the show tonight. Said there was no announcement. They didn't even say their names. No theme music. They were just standing in the ring. Um, so disrespectful after you know what I mean. Just there's another there's another company that's out there. You know what I mean? They could, I don't know. I, I just think with certain talent, all talents really, especially those that've been there for so long. Give a little respect, especially off the air. Is it really brain surgery to play somebody's music during break? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. And then these people are beating nobody on top of it. You're telling what's what, what the most confusing part is the audience likes Zach Ryder mm -hmm. a yeah. lot. And Cody Hawkins. And Cody Hawkins. And he's so over. He's so over. Can that Cody Hawkins? It's over, you know. He's not like he's not like Zach, obviously. Um, Zach's usually generally over, so it confuses the fans because the fans want to cheer for him, and they're literally going out of their way to give them reasons not to, which makes no sense because now you're beating nobody. Right. You're trying to get these talents over in a squash match situation. Okay, great. Means a little bit more to beat somebody you kind of care about at least a little bit. Yeah, could you imagine how much more this victory would have meant if you had them cut a short promo backstage saying how they had won the tag team titles at WrestleMania, they want to get back in the hunt, and they're yeah. going to start tonight. They want the authors of pain, they want the biggest and baddest, and they want to get back on track. Yeah. Give them an entrance, make it seem like it means something, so when authors of pain destroy them, it means something. Yeah. As opposed to, it, it, it might as well have been two job guys. Which is weird, right? I mean, that's how little they think of Ryder and Hawkins. They didn't want to spend, what's the prevailing rate? Like 500 bucks for a local enhancement talent? Yeah. Is it 500 each or 500 total? Yeah. 500 each. It used to be. I don't know if it's still. Yeah. Maybe it's 1,000 now. But still, that's how little they care about these guys. They're like, eh, we're saving a couple dollars. Go out there, guys. Take the loss. It was a good feature, it was a good feature though, overall for AOC to look dominant. Did you say AOC? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Matt's going to have to issue a statement tomorrow. <laughs> say it the other way. What, how do you say it? AOP. AOP. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, and they were talking about the Green New Deal. It was crazy. <laughs> um, so Ekam and Razor stood tall after this. Um, they hit him with the double power bomb in the middle of the ring for the pin and the win on Hawkins. Then we had Andrade versus Akira Tozawa. Real quick, uh, it, between, before that, or actually right here, they they announced that Triple H is going to be on backstage tomorrow night. So it got a lot of people thinking, like, oh my gosh, you know, him and CM Punk on the same show, but Punk will not be on the show tomorrow night. Shocker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those who were looking to tune in for that, it's not happening. So, Akira Tozawa versus Andrade. Thoughts? Good. Yeah. Is it's it fine. true Andrade is undefeated on Raw? I saw some people tweeting that tonight. Yeah, I can't. Feels, well, feels like it. At least in this, in, you know, since since the draft, I, I think that is true, yeah. It feels like it. They've done a good job. He, they make sure he gets sandwiched into every show. Um, that, think about it. There's all these crazy stuff going on leading up to Survivor Series. He always gets sandwiched. <laughs> he always gets sandwiched in because they think very highly of him. 
they should. I, I, I told you, I'm not personally a fan of, of it, but I, I of him. Um, I like Vega better than I do him, um, but I do like his wrestling. I just do something with his character I don't really care about. I feel like they need to give Vega more promo time when he's out there. Um, it adds so much. Him just doing a match, it's it's fine. But I think Vega adds a lot by doing a promo. And we're supposed to want to see, though, like with Bobby Heenan and Jimmy Hart and all these other managers, Corn, all of them, we all wanted to see their teams get beat because the little loudmouths would never shut the freak up. And we're always hoping our baby face tag team would finally shut their asses up, right? That yeah. would be like the payback. Um with with her, I don't get that. I don't hate him because of her. I walk away from her going, damn, that girl could talk. Mm-hmm. She's freaking good. She's and a great character. That, is that because maybe I'm a former wrestler and I think that way still? Or, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? Aren't we supposed to, like, hate her and be mad at her or not like her because... It's, it's kind of like when... Him. Yeah, it's like when Lita was with, with S.A. Rios. She was a star. <laughs> And you couldn't, you couldn't not like Lita. I mean, she was just cool. Yes, because they were a heel, heel duo That's at right. first. She was crazy cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want Zelina to get more um, story with this. I mean, I don't know what it is, right? Like she's trying to get Andrade opportunities. She's trying to do something. Maybe she's even even trying to find him opponents. Something. I think she's very compelling, and they're almost underusing her by not giving them an angle for her to be a star in. Would we never come away from his matches wanting to see him lose? Yeah. And that's right. what we're supposed to be coming away from when we're watching heels, right? We're supposed to want them, root for them to lose, hence getting the baby face over, no matter who that baby face is that they're wrestling against. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they've done nothing to make you want to boo either of them. But, uh, but you know, it, it, yeah, but it's also still young. They've only been on the brand, you know, since the draft. You know, it's been a couple months. Um, Got to do something. There's something yeah. he's got to do to somebody. I don't know what that something is. Or she doesn't even. Yeah. I mean, the stuff with Sin Cara and, and Catalina, Carolina, whatever her name was. Um, yeah. That, that was cool. It. it wasn't it. It was just, it, it, they, they didn't do anything dastardly to him. They just beat him. But they're just running in place right now. I mean, this was treading water tonight. And it was during this match when I was thinking, when is Jerry Lawler going to retire for good? Hmm. Um. I mean, his commentary just more and more so lately feels like it's so out of place. There's no chemistry between the, the the men in the booth, and I feel like he is sticking out like a sore thumb compared to other modern commentary. And I think it highlights how good Jr. is doing on AEW that he took the time, learned the names. Jr. feels fresh, uh, whereas Lawler just feels like this is just recycled. Well, I think Lawler is trying to turn heel again. If you notice in his commentary, he's he's being a lot more heelish. And I, and I think that's when he's the most entertaining. And, I, and personally, WWE commentary, I've always felt, was the most entertaining when you had a good heel announcer uh, with a good baby face. You know, with JR and Lawler, you know, Gorilla and Jesse, um, you know, Bobby and Jesse. Um, so, I, I agree. Him, him and Vic Joseph don't have chemistry, but... We'll see where Lawler ends up with this, you know, slowly trying to be more healed. Because when he was doing it with Mauro, it was great on SmackDown. I thought they were the best uh, commentary duo since uh, JR and and, and King. So it's not working with Vic right now, but Vic's also very green. And we'll see if they could develop that chemistry. But I don't think Lawler's the weak link. You you think Vic is? I I think so. He's just kind of there right now. He doesn't know how to feed off of Lawler. When Lawler says something that's, uh, you know, ripping on the baby faces, uh, Vic is not 
he he just doesn't know how to stand up to that yet. And I'm sure he'll get there. He's a, he's a talented guy. I just think Lawler is starting to sound like Rodney Dangerfield with the one-liners, which is like, I've heard this before. I've heard this 20 years ago. It was mildly amusing then. Like, get some new material. Yeah. he's uh, He's been using the same jokes for a while, for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, I will say this, though, in recent days. Uh, Beth Phoenix is really, really solid. I think she's really good. Um, I think she would be a natural to graduate to either Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, Tila, she's fine. She, she, yeah, but you, you look like Vic Joe said. Would you say she's outstanding? Uh, I wouldn't say she's one of the best, but let me put it this way: she's also on a show with Moro. It's kind of the thing. I mean, that's the thing Graves was tweeting about, right? It's like NXT commentary is the Moro Ronaldo show by and large, and I think that she would probably flourish and prosper if she were in a situation that was a little more balanced. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I love Moro personally. No, I love him as well. But it's like it's it's he's very dominant, and I think he's dominant in a good way. I think Lawler sort of overshadows. Or, or when uh, Vic and Dio have gotten uh, a good rapport going back and forth, Lawler will say something and it's just yeah. like, dude, Dio's like, pretty good. You know, he's going to be good. He's he's he's, he's comfortable. Yeah, he'll, he'll improve. He was improving, and they kind of wrote him off. You know, he's been selling that Brock Lesnar attack for over a month now. Uh, I just feel like wrestling commentary should be entertaining and I, you know, Lawler can be a lot of these other guys are just plain Jane. You could, you could just mix and match and, and pull one out, put someone else in. You don't have that entertaining chemistry right now that you've had in, you know, again, since probably like JR and, and, and Lawler. Yeah. I don't know. I was enjoying JBL towards his tail end there more than I'm enjoying uh Lawler currently. In the booth. Anyhow, Andrade won this match. Then, oh, Alistair Black, not letting it go with the come and knock on my door thing. Buddy Murphy, you knocked on my door. Gonna make it happen. <laughs> Which led after the commercial break, or right before the commercial break, to Matt Hardy entering for Matt Hardy versus Buddy Murphy. Uh, Matt Hardy, crowd very into that tonight. I think uh, that was, this was certainly a high point seeing him back tonight. What's he been doing? He's working in a backstage role as a producer. That was like a year ago. Um, no, he's been he's been trying to get on TV. He's been wanting to do something. He's been putting out these videos, um, and yeah, he's been he's been saying he's been wanting you know an opportunity to get in. I mean, they used him in that fifty man battle royal at the Saudi Arabia event earlier this year. And ever since Jeff got injured, they had to vacate the tag titles. They just haven't been using them. And uh, it's too bad. He looks um, he looked amazing. He looks like 10 years younger. He's in great shape. The fans mm -hmm. are going crazy for him. But WWE, you know, when they get in the mentality, that mentality that someone's done, like they're too old. And we've seen that with the Dudleys in the past and Rob Van Dam. They, they just use them to put people over as opposed to trying to get mileage out of their star power. And they get a ton out of it. Yeah. I mean, if you got, get Matt some victories, get him hot again, and then put him in a feud with someone like a Drew McIntyre that he could put over. Um, this ultimately, though, this was very good for everybody, Murphy. Yeah. yeah. Murphy getting the win tonight. I mean, he, Murphy, they've had him look dominant. He just kept kneeing Matt Hardy in the head, and you know, and those look <laughs> brutal. I mean, that, that looked – the thing with those, those knees is they look real. Yes, they do. Um, and so after this match, Alistair Black came out, attacked Buddy Murphy. Did you make a match up to that? I 
did. I isolated uh, the vocals to the Three's Company theme. I pitch shifted Alistair Black's theme and blended them in key together to make a video. Well, I felt it got old after 10 seconds. <laughs> you know, I, you know, you Matt, to watch one of your mashups finally. I'll, huh? <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know this, Matt. I messed around with your theme um, because of the time signature. You can't do shit with that. Like, <laughs> the time signature is so all over the place. It does not blend with anything. But I spent a good half an hour. One I got to say, with your mashups, I like the original Freeze Company theme without any alterations. I think that's the best. I was just <laughs> impressed I could get an isolated vocal of that. For me, I was like, I have to do something with that. Yeah. You should have shown different shots of them, though. I look okay. So here's here's my promise to the Wrestling Inc. audience, to to the WWE universe. The longer he continues to come and knock on my door theme, the more I'm going to escalate these mashups <laughs> of Alistair Black and Three's Company. Maybe I'll use deep fakes and put Alistair Black's face on the entire <laughs> cast of Three's Company and redo the credits that way. But as long as he keeps it going, I will keep escalating. Mr. Furley with Alistair Black's head? Absolutely. I will run this shit into the ground <laughs> as long as he keeps it going. You're not as busy as I thought. <laughs> you make time for the important things, Raj. You make time. And meanwhile, my wife is like, when are you cleaning your office? I'm like, I have to do this Alistair Black mashup. I promised our audience. Oh, it to them. Anyhow. You're not letting the fans down. That's good. Not letting the fans down. Exactly. Um, Charlotte was backstage talking to Charlie Caruso. Uh, but, about but when Alistair yeah. Black beat up Buddy Murphy, Alistair Black, it, he looked good. I don't know if yeah, they should be sure. having Buddy Murphy get thrashed already if this is the beginning of the shoot. Yeah, he shouldn't be. They should have people come out and break it up before right. it starts and make us want to really see these two. Yeah. Uh, my Twitter account, at Glenn Rubenstein, is where you can see those mashups. People are asking. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> you know, with exception tonight, I would have really rather watched anything else than Raw. There were some what? good moments. This felt like... This felt like a fun house show for the most part. There wasn't a lot of storytelling. There were some good moments individually, but a lot of this just sort of felt like it was there. I don't think they gave it their 100% this week. See, I I thought this was one of the better Raws in a while. You, you don't think with them shifting, like, yeah, with the Lashley storyline, right, with Rusev, uh, Rollins. Sure. They, 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 they definitely put it, I thought, in fifth gear for those storylines and Rollins is a big one. That's a main event it level, is. you know, heel turn. So, and, and he was, again, I thought Rollins but was super. To be fair, but I know why he's saying that. Cause I, I probably, I, I would normally agree with this. We wanted NXT to, or something with KO having something to do with NXT somehow, or do you know what I mean? Like we wanted an, a follow up from the survivor yeah. series. Escalate wanted it to escalate. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem with Survivor Series is with these brand versus brand or brand versus brand versus brand now. It, it just means nothing the next day. And, uh, you know, again, I, I don't mind them keeping NXT separate. I, You know, they might not, you know, if because the ratings have been up uh, a little bit the last few weeks. And, and NXT, you know, beating what? AEW for the first time. Yep. If they drop next, you know, this, this week, if AEW beats NXT again, I could see them finding a reason to get this invasion started. Was that really again. Buff Bagwell? No. no, I don't think so. Doubtful. How could he steal his name? Oh, it's on this thing. It's on the YouTube. Um, yeah, I think the stuff with Seth was good. I think and it's good. Ray, giving... Ray winning? Yeah, but 
I mean, Ray was universal or was United States champion earlier this year. He was in a uh, universal title or not universal, a heavyweight championship match against Brock Lesnar last night. I mean, I don't know. It just it. I think this was maybe a little bit of fan service for the live crowd. I don't know. Uh, uh, I think they just wanted to get Ray, you know, heated up again, and you know, after losing to Brock, and Ray's hot right now. Uh, he's been giving some great promos. He he did a great job in that feud with Brock. So. I felt really like did much better than expected. Yeah, so follow up by giving him something to make him look strong. I'm, I'm just putting up the comments that are validating. I'm not crazy for feeling the way that I do about tonight's Raw. Um, <laughs> even Charlotte versus Oscar. I mean, we'll talk about the match, but even that, it's like, okay, they've done this before. If I was at a live event, I would be stoked to watch Charlotte versus Oscar. I like the ending. I They're clearly going to go uh, full on with them in a feud now. But uh, yeah, just a lot about this felt sort of like we've been there, done that. I mean, Humberto Carrillo versus AJ Styles was supposed to happen. Um, Humberto attacked by Gallows and Anderson on the way to the ring. Ricochet came out. Randy Orton came out. Rey Mysterio came out. Drew McIntyre came out. All of uh, talking about getting a title shot for the United States title. And uh, AJ, with a little bit of egging on from the club, decided to call a fatal four-way for a number one contenders match ricochet versus drew mcintyre versus randy orton versus Rey mysterio with the winner getting a shot at aj's title tonight no offense to humberto carrillo but this four-way leading to aj versus ray is way better you know i think would have would have had you know everyone way more excited than aj versus humberto and that's because Humberto's had one win, uh, you know, in the last two months. So they've beaten him like a drum. He, he, he won one match in, in a tag match. So I, I think it worked out a lot better this way by by switching it to the four-way. And, and with that talent in there, granted, it was long. I mean, this was almost like the whole second hour was this, you know, lead up to the yeah. U.S. title match to, to the title win. And uh, But, yeah, I, I, overall, I, I thought it was better than the alternative. With Humberto, though, this goes to show when we talked about this uh, in regards to Cedric, what happened, they give these guys these pushes, they give them these high profile shots, they lose and then wonder why they're not over. Yeah, Humberto's in Cedric territory now. Yeah, he was like the flavor of two weeks, didn't get a chance to really capitalize on it. And now they reverse the booking tonight to get him out of uh, contention. He wasn't even in the fatal four way. I mean... Well, it wouldn't have made sense for him to be in the Fatal 4-Way if he was supposed to be in the title match. No, but you know what I mean? Last week, they made a big deal. Oh, he's getting a title shot next week. Matt, could you imagine how pissed you would be if on the Raw previous next week, Matt, you're getting that title shot, and then you find out, you're like, I'm getting beat down on the way to the ring, and then I'm just out? Um, I don't believe that's happened to me. I'm wondering. I'm trying to think. No. No. Yeah, that would suck, obviously. Yes. That'd be terrible. Yeah. Um, so this fatal four way was good. I mean, I like all of these guys. I think uh, it was interesting. Rey Mysterio winning was the right call. I think the fans wanted to see him get something. I mean, this this was a consolation, right? For losing to Brock last night, he got to have the moment uh, after the match with AJ. We went right from Rey's victory here into his title match against AJ Styles. Uh, this was a good match. A lot of good back and forth. Rey won, but he got to have that moment with Dominic. He got to have the celebration. I feel like it was their way to sort of give the Ray fans something. I mean, WWE, they don't really do consolations, um, you know, unless it's a Brock or a Ronda Rousey or someone like that. 
this was just I thought it made perfect booking sense because you've been building Ray and he he just lost you know pretty you know in dominating fashion in a sense, so it it yeah. just keeps some steam on him as opposed to deflating that whole uh, you know this what this whole last month and a half has done for him. Exactly. So this was good, but you're right. I mean, this was like an hour of all of this playing out. Very uh, match heavy, which is good. Can be and... if, if if it's telling a story. There were stakes in this. You know, the Fatal Four Way had stakes, and mm-hmm. then obviously the title match had stakes. And to the thing you always say, Raj, stakes being the key that it's lacking. Yes, I will concede that this is better than just a random six man tag for no reason, or two on two, or whatever. Is that we actually had this little qualifier and then the match itself that was a nice change of pace Mm -hmm. uh we went from that to seth rollins or no pardon me uh kevin owens backstage and was talking in advance of his main event match with seth rollins saying uh rollins has always tried to be what he thinks the wwe needs him to be but he's just turned himself into an insufferable prick Owens went on to say the next stunner is coming from him and Rollins will turn Monday Night Rollins into the Kevin Owens show. So I like that Owens is getting this uh, this high prominent feud, right? I mean, we talked about this, hiding yes. in porta potties SmackDown. <laughs> but I still like him better on NXT. I still think that's a better move for him. I do. I know it's a main event storyline. I get it. But we've seen this before. You get to main event storyline, and he gets, you know, Backslap back down to the you know back of the bus somehow, you know. NXT is really I think would be better for him. <laughs> yeah, he hasn't benefited much from these high profile storylines as he should have. I, you know, I I agree with you as far as him being in NXT, it'd be have more of an impact. But Raw needs some top guys. You I mean look at who they who they got really on top that could headline a pay per view. It's like Seth and AJ. You know, Brock's not around. You know, he won't be around probably until January for Royal Rumble season. Honestly, they need to go back to going full, you know, full in on AJ. Um, Full, 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 full in as full heel. Um, Like, I mean, main event wise. Because if you notice, he's kind of like an MVP right now. If you think about it, it's kind of like a... um, jack of all trades currently they're using him in multiple situations and positions on the card to help the show which shows you how good he is but they need to go back and put him you know i i know seth has just turned but um i don't know i thought that's what's been missing with brock not being on the show they should have done more with aj at the top of the show as their top heel but they didn't and aj's been i mean he's just been killing it i think on the mic promo tonight yeah, I, I, that again. I go back to there's no way in hell you could have. <laughs> right. I would bet a million dollars that AJ could not have pulled that kind of promo off. Right. Where he doesn't say anything and he's really you know doing the body language and, and selling with his face and everything like that. No way. And then, his, his interactions with the OC too. It just makes him just it makes him so much more entertaining. Reacting to them where they're they're telling him like, oh yeah, the four way does sound like kind of like a good idea. <laughs> he's like he's all pissed. <laughs> I thought, I mean, I, th- I think their stuff is great. So you think we get AJ Brock again after this? Uh, AJ's kind of a heel. Brock's kind of a heel. I don't know where the, I mean, my guess is Brock versus Bray at WrestleMania. Um, 
that that would be my guess. You know, when when you're looking at the people that they're protecting, you, usually with Brock, they're building those guys up. You know, around this time, and I can see can Brock say, versus Bray. This is why it hurt Bray, in my opinion, when he first started off versus Seth. And if you remember, they had him selling way too much. Do you remember? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I was like, what are they doing? Even for Finn Balor, he took a bump. And I mean, I was like. No, he's doing the no sell perfectly now, you know, Bray. But yeah. I don't know. I thought like if you're gonna build him and like to, now I know that they could see. I can now see Brock throwing him around a little bit now, because I did get to get that glimmer. We got to see a glimmer of Bray getting his ass kicked a little bit here and there, which we shouldn't ever see. This is my two cents. I mean, with Brock's moveset, could you no-sell Brock? I mean, how would you... Pop up out of the... Dude, I've no-sold the chokeslam. Um, yeah. <laughs> pop up. I mean, great Kali. Remember, he no-sold the Undertaker when he first came in. It beat him, like, in a squash. So Yeah. You just no-sell. You take a crazy-ass, like, Suplex City, for instance. You go through Suplex City. He does one. He pops up and just nods his head. No, it's, it's like that. Yeah. Like I'm thinking that. more the F5 would be harder to uh, just walk it off. You just physically get up and stand up. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. It'll uh, be interesting. We had Asuka versus Charlotte Flair tonight. So Asuka was out there with Kari Sane. Charlotte got into about, it. What's that? I was excited about this, actually. Before. I mean, it's a great matchup, right? I mean, they've put on great matches in the past. I think this got plenty of time tonight. Um, Charlotte getting into it with Kari was fantastic. And I like that they had it competitive uh, with Charlotte, but then having Asuka win with the Green Mist again. I think I like, was yeah. Oh, yeah, I like that. I like Asuka won. Yeah, no, I know I like that she won because I think that they've uh it's got some runway to it now. It's competitive, right? Yep. It's spread a little bit. Like Charlotte could take these losses. That's how over she is and how much um credibility I believe she has. And um so it spreads it out a little bit more at the top of the women's division. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? By, by giving Asuka that love. Yeah. And their history is perfect with Charlotte being the one that broke the streak. So, yeah, this was really good tonight. And how good did Asuka look just maniacal with the green mist, with the smile she was doing? Freaking freaky, man. <laughs> it was good. It was but then, like, it was, this is where it was weird, though, because the Chicago crowd, it was like the three guys that were behind her, like, especially the older gentleman, just sitting there looking bored out of his mind while Asuka's looking maniacal in front of him. I hate that sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't predict what fans are going to do, and they've been there all night. But God dang, camera guy, angle it differently. I think someone's pointing out that this is Asuka's first win over Charlotte, which I, really? I, that wow. does sound right. I can't remember her ever beating her. Maybe in a tag at best. Yeah, you're probably right. Asuka, I got to say, she's looking the toughest she's looked in, in a while. Um, wow. In, in a while, yeah. I mean, not as much as the undefeated streak in NXT. Right. But uh, yeah, she, she with the green mist, she looks crazy. Uh, she, she looks just nuts. Kyrie, just I just see total baby face in her. But uh, yeah. she, you know, she's she's doing her part. She's just such a such a natural baby face. But regardless, you know, Oscar's she's back. Okay, so here's the question: When Charlotte does her surprise and spits mist on Oscar in a few weeks, what color will the mist be? You think she's gonna? That's know. a pretty good call, actually. If I, I mean, was going to be creative, I'd actually book that crap. Yeah. 
Have what color? done that before? Where the uh, I, I can't recall like anyone ever doing it to Muda, like yeah, an American wrestler. I can't remember that ever happening. You have to, or some right? like like someone doing it to Tajiri in WWF, WWE. I can't think of it ever happening. I think it's been like two guys that spit mitts, like like Tajiri and like Muda, something like two talents that normally do it, doing it to one another, maybe. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean cool. in modern wrestling, you had great Kabuki and, and other guys in the past, but yeah, great Muda was the first time I had ever seen it. Okay, what would what would be cooler slash dorkier match? Charlotte spits mist back at Asuka, or Charlotte like puts on goggles in the middle of the match to be like, "Hi, you can't get me now." <laughs> <laughs> dorkier the goggles, mist was cool. I, I I would I don't want to see Charlotte doing the mist. I think that should just be like the special like this magic thing that only Oscar can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Better yeah, mist than it, goggles. Wouldn't expect it. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Remember, Maybe remember when days. Nakamura kept low blowing AJ, and we assumed oh. at some point he was going to be wearing a giant cup or something, oh. and they never did that at all. He just yeah. kept getting racked. But it's different now. Heyman's Heyman's running the show. Yeah. Yeah. TLC. That's my prediction. Charlotte counters with her own mist or preempts with the mist at TLC. At TLC, I think they're going with Asuka and Becky. So really, this all makes sense. You know, Asuka getting the big win, beating Charlotte, building up for Becky. That's so disappointing. Why is that? Well, I mean, Asuka versus Becky's good, but I mean, I don't. I, I guess the question is, who else do you have for Becky? I want it to be Shayna. Because I think that that's Shayna's in NXT. I know, and this is <laughs> to Matt's point. This is where the the brand split hurts because after that beatdown last night, after with Becky and Shayna, to just leave that seems money silly. On the table, yeah, yeah. leaving money in the table. I mean, they're building a Shayna and Rhea Ripley. That's uh, that's, that's you know, okay. That's money too, <laughs> but yeah. still. But Rhea I, I needs just, to win that. This is why, I, in general, why can't they just have all the talents? You know, I know there'll be lesser stars that will get booked. And like I said last night, I don't care. I'd rather see all the A-plus wrestlers, you know, over the course of the three shows versus, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. What happened? Zack Ryder and what's his name were out there tonight, for instance. Nobody cared. I'm not saying just to pick pick them. But I don't know. I, I just think there's so much great talent right now. Um. And they have the ability to have all these different dream matchups and all-star matchups would cure the case for, well, Matt, we don't have enough heels on Raw. We don't have enough top baby faces, believable baby faces that could take on Brock Lesnar. Well, shit, now you got Braun Strowman. Um, and you have all these other people. That you can, Lee, you have all these big dudes from NXT, you know, that you can do that now with. I think they limit themselves by having the three separate brands. What's the point of it is my question as far as making money goes. What is the point of having three specific brands? Well, NXT, I'd keep separate. You know, we like you pointed out earlier, that's the one that feels different. It, yeah, it, yeah. I, I would upgrade the look. I think it's too uh, minor league right now, but um, and and I think that's why it hurts in the ratings. You don't uh, think that Fox loses out on them ratings because they don't get the. the to have anybody come on the show, like they see their ratings fledgling, right? And instead of 
writing better shit, you know, and that would seem to be the way you would go, um, which they're not. Wouldn't you can just then call on having Brock Lesnar show up on Fox, or you can just show on Finn Balor coming up on Fox or whatever, because you know you're not hamstrung by just your only your only your roster. Well, by keeping it rosters though and having these crossover storylines, that's how I think you do it. This is what was the problem with the wild card rule, is they kept yelling wild card rule at infinitum. No. No, they stopped. They just had the guys on, you know, guys from the other brands on. See anybody like it used to be? Remember how it used to be? Yes, we saw a lot of Triple H and The Rock at the top on Raw and SmackDown each week. I loved it. Yeah, I didn't care. Complain about that. I think there's a lot of fuel left in the NXT Invasion storyline. I don't think Raw and SmackDown needs to cross over, but I think NXT bleeding into there, I think, is uh, it, it would be idiotic to just drop that completely these holes like why should not be saying there's no real top handles or real speak like that that shouldn't come out of any of our mouths yeah yeah it's a full I mean, chip show there's like back in the day there'd be 20 guys you could go to if 19 got hurt you know what i mean number 20 is ready and you'd be a viable main event talent now it's not like that and you know, ultimately, it is what you end up seeing is it, once ratings do drop, that's what they that's, that's one of the first things that they do is they start blending the the brands together. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm sure we see these cycles over and over. Whenever they do split the brands, they ultimately end up dropping it because the ratings drop. So I'm sure it'll happen down the road, but. Uh, I don't. I, I, Triple H, you know, we were on this media call, and he was saying that the plan is for them, the brands, to be separate following Survivor Series. Yeah, that's what uh, the guys. Yeah, um, the, the, somebody just those that are listening and not watching so, uh, chat room. Uh, the person name is the Ripper. She said, or he said, they need Shayna on Raw. They had Sarah Logan on their Survivor Series email. That's a great point. Like, no offense to Sarah Logan. We don't know nothing about Sarah Logan anymore. And she made it to Survivor's, the Survivor Series team. Yeah. On Raw because of that week. You know what I mean? The girls' division is pretty dang stacked. But it just goes to show you Raw is really, really weak. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not doing anything. So my argument to that is build Sarah Logan. And if you're not going to build Sarah Logan, so you're going to have Oscar versus Becky and Charlotte just on the sidelines. And you're going to use the excuse, well, we can only have one women's feud or one women's match for Raw because that's all the talent that's there to headline it. It's like, no, then bring in Shayna to feud with Becky. So we get two solid women's matches that take place on Raw. I think they either need to do that or start building this roster they've got. With the women's division, the women's division in uh, on Raw and SmackDown. I mean, it's it's gotten progressively worse as they narrow the focus just on a small handful of women. And I think that uh, NXT with this, especially if that's what it takes to get them to put some attention back on there, so be it. Yeah, you know. Um, I forgot this happened tonight. Eric Rowan versus Kyle Roberts. Kyle Ro- Roberts, lo- uh, local enhancement talent. Eric Rowan out to the ring with his uh, pet, as they were saying, in the covered cage. And Kyle tried to look in the cage. Rowan uh, was having none of that. Power bombed him. Two big Good. iron claw choke slams covered him for the pin and the win. What's in the cage? I, I don't know, but this is another good squash for him in the meantime until they figure out what they're doing with him. I think this is good. Yeah, Raj, any mean, just keep keep building him up. Uh, as for his prediction, you know, I could see them going the ironic route, you know, like how they had him have, you know, drinking wine and doing all that last time. Maybe it's just like a little kitten or a gerbil or something. Kitten's good. Not a ferret. People, you know, ferrets are accessory yeah. animals. 
It's not like a, a cockatoo or a parrot that he'd wear on his shoulder. So I think kitten's a good call. And I need to do a correction real quick. It's not uh, Charlotte. It's not Becky and Oscar. It's Charlotte and Becky versus uh, Kyrie and Oscar for TLC. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin, and then Rusev and Bobby Lashley. I like that women's tag. I like that good. a lot. You have a lot of time too. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, it's a, yeah. it's the first ever women's TLC tag team title match. Guys, I'm telling you right now, right now with the match you just said, potential steal a show. Good. As long as they don't go last, I think the the last spot on these uh these pay per views are have been death lately. Becky and Charlotte, we've already seen what they can do with weapons. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They get into it, dude. <laughs> um, can, I think it's a really good tag team match, man. Yeah, I mean it's four of the best in the in the company. <laughs> so I asked this last night, Raj, uh, Shayna versus Rhea. Does this happen on NXT? Does it happen at TLC or does it happen at TakeOver Portland in February? I think they're going to hold off to February. I don't think, again, I don't think they're going to have NXT matches on these pay-per-views. I mean, maybe at the Royal Rumble, they might have some uh, NXT talent, you know, in the Rumble. But again, going to what Triple H said, he uh, this is from what, you know, straight from the horse's mouth. Uh, he doesn't want the NXT guys on the NXT show since they got their own pay-per-views. Yeah. Okay. Uh we had AJ Styles asked for comment about losing the United States Championship. He said Randy it was Orton. Great. It was great. Yeah. AJ is legitimately a very good comedic actor, especially because he's not afraid to look silly or stupid sometimes for effect when he gets that kind of dazed, crazed look. Do you know what I'm going to say? Never would have called this. Yeah, same here. I mean, when. When you saw him back in TNA, yeah, for sure. When he's clean shaven, short hair, looked he just looked like a normal guy. Who's always gonna have the best match on every card that he wrestled on. I'd always know that. But not the you know, the acting part like this. He's freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. He's amazing yeah. so much. And it goes to show you that there is something to be said. The WWE magic. You know what I mean? That they do work with you and you can't improve daniel bryan's another example of that that was another guy right. that i never would have been able to call from a country mile away that he had any shot in hell of cutting the world beater promos mm-hmm. seriously he was yeah. not known as some promo if you look at him back when he was on the original incarnation of nxt when he was the clean shaven short hair he just looked like he had no charisma no, and he looked, yeah, even but even his Ring of Honor and his, you know, when he was in his like comfort zone in the ring, awesome, just like AJ as far as five star matches, best match of the night for sure, make everybody look like a million bucks and better than they really are, great. But promo wise, it still wasn't there. Are you kidding me? And now, it's you know, something yeah. to be said. Absolutely, the Ripper. Yes, AJ did look like he was gonna. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, uh, the Ripper in the comment section here saying AJ looked like he was gonna cry. Hilarious. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it'll be good to see what happens next. Uh, Lana was backstage talking about Rusev being a danger to himself and all of society. Mm-hmm. She's got multiple restraining orders. Multiple. Rusev should be fired and sent back to Bulgaria. Why does she keep rolling the R's? You know, with saying Rusev the way she says it. But then, no other word does she have the accent. I think it's a thing like when people say Barcelona, you know, Barcelona. like they get a little, yeah, they get a little ethnic with it. 
How do they say? I think. Uh, give me an example. No, I mean, uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, How do they pronounce I, I, Barcelona? I've never heard it pronounced. Raj, you do it with. It's like the little lisp. Uh, Barcelona. Yeah. It's like so a, it's like a th. Yeah. I don't never heard anybody say that. I, I oh. find I, I found myself. We went to Barcelona last year uh, over summer, and I found myself saying it that way. Barcelona. This is gonna be in my head the rest of the night now, guys. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, I, I have uh, hipster friends who, when you go to any restaurant, uh, especially Mexican restaurants, they insist upon speaking the dialect like it's in Spanish <laughs> only when they're ordering the items. Mm-hmm. So, you know, be like burrito, chili relleno. Like they like they really yeah. slip into it like that. that too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I think with Lana, I think it's the case. Well, and well, I think with Lana too, they were married, and so yeah. that's what she's well, used to they, calling. They and... are actually married, Raj. She was well, cool. yeah, I know, but in storyline. Storyline, she full on had that accent. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is that. But I think also because that's what she she <laughs> always called that? it. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> she did drop her accent pretty fast, except for his name. Which he should have <laughs> commented on in the story. She's been lying to me this entire time. Turns out that accent, totally fake. I know. Right? I could have just hand waved it all away. Uh we got the main nice. event tonight. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. These guys getting a good chance to go at it before AOP showed up. And uh, AOC. Not AOC. <laughs> AOP. Is a chili. Yeah, with them uh, attacking Kevin Owens. Um, good. Great heat. Great right, heat. they attacked him, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, they beat the hell out of Kevin yeah. Owens. Uh, they came in, just destroyed him. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a brutal beatdown. The crowd was confused. They had no idea what to make of this, uh, yes. so they were they weren't reacting as much as you would expect. They were chanting like bullshit and uh, you know, like they like they were ripped off. And which um, I'm confused by why did they got some time out there, didn't they? Yeah, I think they just like again. I just think the crowd was confused because it was so random. Uh, that the AOP is interfering in this match, and they just felt like I think a lot of people probably felt like it was their way. WWE was just trying to get out of this match, and they just threw a random tag team out there. But I, you know, I think it's pretty clear that they're aligning AOP with Seth Rollins. I hope so. I, I mean it. I mean, I think this would help them immensely. Obviously, yeah. Put in Drew with them, and then you got you got something. Shoot, you put Drew. <laughs> Dude, they'll run through everybody. Yeah, <laughs> imagine how. I mean, you haven't had a kick-ass faction in a long time. That's a stacked-ass team. Yeah. Or someone green, like a Don and Donovan, uh, like Dijakovic or someone from NXT. Jeez, so, you know. Some, well, yeah. Somebody new. That'd be cool. But, yeah, but you were seeing this match. I thought it was really good. Again, the ending, I know that they're building to something. I hope so. If next week they completely drop it, then I'm completely, you know, then it was completely yeah. stupid. Right. The fans were correct. Right. And if yeah. Seth is back to being a baby face next week, which there's been times where we thought we're like, oh, did they turn Roman Reigns heel here tonight? And in the next week it wasn't. Oh. Right. And that was raw. Uh, I was as confused as the audience. I don't know. It just, and again, maybe part of it is Matt, like we talked about after last night, we expected there are so many threads. There's so much left to be explored and it's okay. So rush to your point, it's good that they're building a raw storyline. They're building something about the internal struggles with Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, the roster. There's a lot of directions they can go in with this. I just think that there is a big shadow. This Survivor Series and the build to it is the best the WWE has been. Not specific, uh, not like the best 
angle, but I'm saying overall, this has been the best sort of feel and vibe to the programming in quite some time, and I'm disappointed to see it come to an end. Yeah. NXT came in and whipped their asses. With that, too, it seems weird that, I mean, I know Raw tonight, uh, Rollins calling them out. Oh, you guys failed last night. You were terrible last night. There should have been more about the NXT winning. I know we'll get it on NXT, but I think that's too late. I think the next night, this is a big deal. This isn't SmackDown winning. And I, I remember, you guys do, do. Raw always won Survivor Series if you, if you did the numbers on all the matches. They always generally would win. And uh, last time, they damn near swept, I believe. But they always were the flagship show, always get treated that way. So for NXT to come in and, and, and kick the crap out of both shows, that's that's a big that's a big statement. I just thought it was something they should have followed up on. I think it should have been an undercurrent throughout the whole show. Like, it, you know, yeah. being talked about constantly. Yes. Being, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get I get that. I, and and this is why I think, uh, to your point, Glenn, with the, the brands feuding, I, I thought up until, you know, SmackDown, I thought it's it kind of sucked. Like every, every, every brawl was the same. It was, it was redundant. Yeah. You're right. Uh, but I did like the Survivor Series and I did like NXT winning. But um, I thought the creative leading up to it, it was just nothing. It's like, hey, we're going to come in and we're going to brawl and nothing's going to happen. Well, even with that, they could have done. I mean, they could have had Vince. I know he doesn't want to be on screen, but an order coming down. He's disappointed in Raw. There are going to be cuts. Some people are going to get fired. Rollins, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, they, yeah, make it a big deal. Yeah, you know and what? then these, have. These kids, I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say these kids want Vince coming out saying these 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 guys and gals they want it way more than each and every one of you. So you know what? Your jobs are on the line tonight. Seth exactly. Rollins, you versus Finn Balor. You versus you. You versus you. You guys lose. You're done. You're fired because these guys and gals want it way more than you. So we're going to give them the camera time. We're going to give them TV time until you guys figure it out. You know, something like that. Yeah. Um, that would have been great tonight. And that would have been, been I mean, that would have been intriguing. The only thing is following up on that step. Yeah, fire them, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but there's some guys that probably wouldn't mind taking a little TV time off, maybe send one to NXT. Yeah. Or, you know, yeah, you, get, you, get one, you fire one guy, Triple H picks them up. And then it re, you know reinvigorates them, and then they start you know killing it in NXT. And I hate to say this, I saw this uh, Tammy saying it. This is why they need a GM. Yeah, Having they need Rollins, a figurehead. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember saying that because I usually don't like figureheads, but I they hate, do. Yeah, I hate the heel GM roles where you know, like when Corbin was doing it, it just it just sucked. But when you do it as a way that there is an actual person that it you know makes decisions for the brand, and it makes the you know. Uh, you know things like trades and, and things like that important uh, you need that because there's no one to do that right now even tonight when Rollins was giving that speech if uh if vince had come out and said oh you think you're the leader okay i'm the boss you yeah. know and then turning around on rollins a bit give him some stakes with this i just feel like uh something's missing something's not gelling and part of it also i mean last night was a pretty hot pay-per-view by wwe standards but i get this is kind of a an off week with the holiday and whatnot and not really. I, this you know, rating so. ratings wise, this uh, I don't think tonight's show will be that affected by it. Okay, we shall see. Well, what else is going on in the world of wrestling uh, before we wrap this up and take it home here? Uh, obviously, the big thing was the Mauro Ronaldo, um, Corey Graves thing. Corey Graves, you know, uh, you mentioned earlier he insinuated that Mauro doesn't let Beth Phoenix and uh, Nigel McGuinness talk enough, and. 
you know, Morrow's been battling mental illness. There's a great Showtime documentary on his battles with uh, mental illness that we actually have on the site. Um, so, yeah, Morrow deleted his Twitter, didn't, you know, went to Survivor Series, left, went home. Uh, he's still with the company, and they say that he's going to be on NXT on Wednesday night. So, um, Corey Graves is really pissed at some of the reporting over it. Um I don't know, Matt. What do you th- what, what do you make of all this, and what do you make of Corey and and you know kind of publicly in, insulting there, there, again? I don't think there was any need for it. What's the gain? What was what was the gain to you know? Okay, sticking up for Beth and Nigel and whatnot. Okay, great. But I just again, I was saying this last night. I generally have a rule. If I feel really passionate about something. And it could be maybe seen in like three different ways from three different perspectives. Maybe I'll give it 24 hours. And if I feel that strong about it after 24 hours, then I'll post it or write it or whatever have you. Um, because I guarantee you, he wouldn't have written that if he gave that 24 hours. It wasn't that important. Yeah, it wasn't. You don't have to write everything. It comes to our minds. And yeah. I know, look, this and, the, and, and, and celebrities will use the guys, they'll use this, the, the excuse, well, I, I, I want my fans to know what's going on in my life. And I want them, you know, inside, I want them everything there is to know about me and inside my head at all times because I'm, I love my fans that much. BS, you're using your fan is what you're doing. And you're using that as an excuse to put stuff out there and pretend you're keeping it real and you're doing this and you're doing that. In reality, it's just you to, this is called a spade of speed. It's because you're taking a shot at somebody. Yeah, a lot of times, not all the times. I'm not saying all celebrities are like that. I'm not even saying Corey is, but in this particular case, there was no reason to write this. There was no gain out of this. Yeah, it's one thing if wrestlers are taking shots at each other because yeah. this is conflict-based business. So you know, yeah, you can definitely. But yeah, just, but, yeah, you know what I mean. It's just like, yeah, there's no real reason to write it. I didn't think. Yeah. So yeah. uh, we'll see what happens tomorrow. If he's on NXT on Wednesday, then everything's fine. If not, uh, then it's not. You know, it, it, there was it led it's to a whole thing last time when tomorrow. Yeah. He missed him, by the way. I missed him on Survivor Series. I love him calling the matches. I know he's you know goes crazy overboard, but I like it. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Know. He's just become so synonymous. I feel like with NXT that yes. it's just not the same. It, it's. It's like when JR left Raw. It just wasn't yes. the same. So um, the other thing, uh, did you guys check out The Undertaker on Steve Austin, oh, uh, Broken School Sessions? How great was that? <laughs> that was that was awesome. Amazing. I, uh, who was that guy, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as it started, Undertaker's, you know, he's giggling and, you know. You know None just... of us know this. Just so we're clear. It's not like what you all saw, we saw. <laughs> Like what wrestlers saw that have shared a locker room. <laughs> right. Do you know right. what I mean? He was cool and he talked to me before shows about working on my cardio or things like that in the ring in, in normal voice and not obviously Undertaker gimmick, but that's very far and few between. Like what he gave us on that air with that freaking broken skull. Was it, was it called? Stone Cold broken Podcast. Skull broken Skull Sessions. Yeah. Uh, Stone Cold's podcast um, <laughs> was incredible. Like, yeah. oh, Dan Spivey, you know, the story versus Road Warriors. Who the hell knew that? That so many cool stories. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And to your point, Matt, we've seen him do interviews and stuff like with that church and stuff. But it always felt like he was the character. You know, he he was 
speaking out of character, but he still kept, you know stayed stern and wasn't like really laughing or joking. He was just kind of um, you know more stoic, reserved, but you know but giving honest answers. He, this he was like laughing the whole time and telling jokes and doing shots at Jack oh, Daniels. God. Yeah. And uh, he was completely out of character and is so conversational with Austin. You've just never seen him, uh, never seen him like that. Dude, who doesn't want to hang out with that guy? Like, right. did he seem cool as hell? Yeah, he seemed, yeah. Like the, seemed like the coolest guy on the planet. I mean, both of them, Austin and Taker. Yeah. yeah. So if you haven't seen it, go out of your way to check it out. Taker, they, he told a story about choking Kurt Angle out on the, the plane flight from hell because uh, he woke up and saw Kurt on top of Vince and he thought it, it was real even though they were just playing around wrestling and he got him in a front face lock and, and you know took him out. Talked about how Jake the Snake was uh, one of the biggest influences of his character. Um, you know, the Undertaker character. So. Less is more with uh, how, how one of the questions I always had how was he able to, because he was super athletic, he's a former college basketball player like I was, right? Mm -hmm. So how would you always have it in your head, you want to be the guy that sets the bar for being a big man now and moving, progressing it forward athletically. How did he get through that? He mm -hmm. went the complete opposite route and yeah. did slowly, he talks about how he had to slow his stuff down, like ultra slow, how he stalked his opponents and the thought process that went into that, taken from Michael Myers and stuff right. like that, that we would see. It's just an amazing, amazing. You guys have to watch this. I would literally get. I'm not trying to show for the damn network, but I would literally buy the just for that. Yeah. yeah. And one big thing was him talking about losing, uh, losing the streak to Brock Lesnar. He does not remember that. Oh my night. god! Yes, there's dude. Like every story he tells was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. He he, he got like concussed my, early in the match. He does not remember the, that night. Uh, he was talking about being at the hospital with his wife. Kept asking her where they were. She wouldn't tell him, and he was getting pissed. And, and it's just, it's it's just nuts. And he talks about how he looked at that match. He could tell that he was lethargic in it because he was out of it the whole match. Yeah. Which was, if you watch back, it was a bit, it wasn't a good match, but it's historic and obviously um, iconic because of the ending. Undertaker did not remember since three thirty p.m. that afternoon of WrestleMania before right. his match. <laughs> yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy. And then a story about drink, you know, partying Cypress Hill <laughs> under the table, basically. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome, man! I can't believe they put that all out there on the network, especially the drink and the Jack. Yeah. I mean, I, the the great thing is that this was, I mean, it's unlike anything you'll see, but it's also sets a very high bar, and I don't think oh they can that no, again. Nobody about this. Yeah. Because we don't know anything about him like this. Right. Yeah, I yep. can't even think of who else you could do. You know, they did Vince before already. And, Nothing he's going to say. No story he's going to tell me. Well, maybe he's Vince McMahon, but still, these stories were awesome that Taker was giving us. Yeah. Go out of your way to check it out. I'm looking forward to watching it. It came on last night after Survivor Series. It's head to head with us. I started watching it, and I was like, if I don't get up right now, the podcast is not happening tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to watching it. Uh, we're going to be back here Wednesday night to talk about AEW and NXT. Raj, are you joining us this Wednesday? I will be. I'm filling in for you. Uh, it'll be, uh, no, I'll oh, be no, no, you'll be. I'm filling in for Justin. Uh, so the three of us will be back on Wednesday night. But about Friday, and then are you doing Starcade on Saturday? Uh, and that's we're not planning to right okay. now. No. 
good to know. That answers the chat room question there. So uh, we'll be back here Wednesday night on the Wrestling heard, Podcast. I heard the chat room wants to see us live at Starcade. That's just what I've heard. Starcade. <laughs> Which is which is a house show <laughs> with like a couple of matches that they're showing, but uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, so he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at Raj Geary underscore three hundred three. I am at Glenn Rubenstein. Go there on Twitter for all your Alistair Black Three's Company mashups, and uh, we will catch you back here Wednesday night on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. <laughs>